Welcome to the WTF is on my mind podcast. I'm your host, Mark Vicente. In our time together, we'll be talking about all kinds of deep and potentially controversial things related to the human experience. Along the way, there might be some blasphemy, one or two sacred cows may get knocked over, and there'll likely be some foul language. You've been warned. Hello there, welcome back. So this last week, I've been working on something that I think will really help people who have had similar struggles to myself, all the things I've gone through. Those of you that know my story know some of what I've been through. It's something that I think will really help people reclaim themselves. And if that's something you might be interested in, sign up on the waitlist in the show notes below. Also, I'll be doing a free giveaway to one person who signs up on the waitlist, so sign up now. And if you're listening to this episode further down the line, I will change that link to the actual purchase link when it's ready. You can continue following me on Instagram to get updates as I announce more information. All right. So my last episode about narcissistic triangulation um, got a lot of interest and comments from people. I'm really hoping that as you look at events in the world, you can start to notice how much we're being riled up against one another. Pretty much turn on the news and look at who you're being told to hate and start to feel like how much you actually fucking hate them. That shit's happening every single day. And as I said, the people that are making money from these conflicts are doing phenomenally well. So it's in their interest. Now, I know that there are people that still go like, no, you know, people that are in charge don't do that. You know, they, they love us. They're like, they're thinking about us all the time. And I think I dealt in the last episode with like, yeah, this is not true. In my film, Empathy Not Included, which will come out next year, I think I really successfully debunk that idea. There really are people that are truly malevolent, want to hurt people, or just simply don't care. And some of the decisions being made in the world um, are made by people like that. So it got me thinking too, when I spoke about the whole trench warfare thing, it got me thinking about the soldiers that were specifically in the First World War. And I came upon a video on YouTube that I really want to play you guys because it, it's very, very moving. Let me, let me get that out real quick. So this was posted by an account called Bullfrog Boss uh, in 2020. And it's about a soldier uh, called Stefan Westman. So the, I got more information about it. Somebody uh, posted something two years ago and said this was taped by the BBC in 1963. Dr. Westman died a year later in 1964. During the war, he became a doctor and treated men who suffered during gas attacks. He was not trained in school to be a doctor, but in the field. After the war, he became a doctor in Berlin, married another doctor. After Hitler came to power in 1933, Dr. Westman immigrated to the UK in 1934. It's refreshing to hear a man talk with remorse, regret, and a sense of ethics over killing another man instead of the bragging about how tough he is. We need more men like this. So I watched this and I was deeply moved. And I was deeply moved. I'm, I'm going to play it for you. I was deeply moved because this is what people don't necessarily hear about. There's so much advertising 
put into the glorification of war and the glorification of violence and taking down the enemy. And then you look back later and you realize maybe that the war was immoral, illegal, and you know, some shitty people at the top initiated a war that never needed to happen. And again, it feels like it's old dudes, old men who make these decisions. Now maybe it's men and women, I'm not sure, but crusty fucking politicians are making some shitty decisions. And there is an enormous cost, an enormous human pain that comes from those decisions. So let me play you this, because it's really astonishing to, to listen to and to watch. One day we got orders to storm a French position. We got in. And my comrades fell right and left of me. But then I was confronted by a French corporal. He with his bayonet at the ready and I with my bayonet at the ready. For a moment, I felt the fear of death. And in a fraction of a second, I realized that he was after my life exactly as I was after his. I was quicker than he was. I tossed his rifle away and I ran my bayonet through his chest. He fell, put his hand on the place where I had hit him, and then I thrust again. Blood came out of, of his mouth and he died. I felt physically ill. I nearly vomited. My knees were shaking and I was quite frankly ashamed of myself. My comrades, I was a corporal there then, were absolutely undisturbed by what had happened. One of them boasted that he had killed the poor Lee with, his, with the butt of his rifle. Another one had strangled a captain, a French captain. A third one had hit somebody over the head with his spade. And they were ordinary men like me. One of them was a tram conductor. Another one a commercial traveler. Two were students. The rest were farm workers ordinary people who never would have thought to do any harm to anyone. How did it come about that they were so cruel? I remembered then that we were told that the good soldier kills without thinking of his adversary as a human being. The very moment he sees in him a fellow man he is not a good soldier anymore. I mean, that's horrifying. The good soldier doesn't see the adversary as a human being. And, and the thing that worries me so much is all of this divisiveness that's going on right now, the triangulation that's going on right now, is designed to get all of us to think of the other side as less than human. It's a huge fucking problem. Because this is how these atrocities occur. Basically, these soldiers are taught to de-empathize who they're fighting. In essence, de-empathize themselves. And what happens later, of course, is when they realize what they've done, they have these profound moral injuries. Uh, 
That's what people who are glorifying war do not seem to understand. You know, you're sending young boys out to go and do absolutely horrific things, and that will have um, a cost on their mental health and their life because many of them can never forgive themselves for what they've been through. And this man's incredible because he's really um, putting such beautiful words to what he experienced. All right, I'm going to continue. But I had in front of me the dead man, the dead French soldier. And how would I like him to have raised his hand? I would have shaken his hand and we would have been the best of friends because he was nothing like me but a poor boy who had to fight, who had to go in with the most cruel weapons against the men who had nothing against them personally, who only wore the uniform of another nation, who spoke another language, but a man who had father and mother and a family perhaps. And so I felt. I woke up at night sometimes drenched in sweat because I saw the eyes of my fallen adversary, of the enemy, and I tried to convince myself what would have happened to me if I wouldn't have been quicker than he what would have happened to me if I wouldn't have thrust my bayonet first into his belly? What was it that we soldiers stabbed each other, strangled each other, went for each other like mad dogs? What was it that we, who had nothing against them personally, fought to them fought with them to the very end in death. We were civilized people after all. But I felt that the culture we boasted so much about is only a very thin lacquer which chips off the very moment we come in contact with cruel things like real war. To fire at each other from a distance, to drop bombs, is something impersonal. But to see each other's white in the eyes and then to run with a bayonet against a man that was against my conception and against my inner feeling. You know, it blows my mind to listen to a gentleman like this who's now gone so eloquently talk about what it was like. And... I just keep on going back to, like, these people are all triangulated against one another. And, you know, we can look back at war and say, well, there were just wars. Maybe there were just wars. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think less and less that there were just wars. And, you know, it got me thinking about, I met somebody recently in Portugal who was from, who is from Angola. And similar in age to me. And I realized that, in the 80s, I was supposed to go to maybe Angola, if I was sent there, to go and kill this guy. People like him. I was supposed to go kill them because the South African Defense Force was sending 
boys to, um, you know, what was then Southwest Africa, up north, you know, to, to Angola, to all these different places to fight this war to go and kill people we didn't know, but we were told they were awful human beings. And it was so weird for me to sit and talk to this person and realize like this person sitting in front of me, I would have been ordered to kill him. And he would have been ordered to kill me. By who? By some wealthy, powerful asshole. You know, sitting in some safe country somewhere, ordering us to kill each other. It blew my mind. Um, thank goodness I didn't go. Thank goodness I refused military service. And those of you that know my story know that I was a criminal for a number of years because of it. I was treated as a criminal, I should say. I was never imprisoned. I have avoided them and evaded them. But it also got me thinking that, you know, you look back at certain things like the Holocaust and, and many of us say like, how could that happen? How could people put other people into ovens and, and kill them? How could they gas them? How could they, and really any genocide, like how could they do that? Well, I used to think like, I used to think, well, it's impossible. I do not understand. Now I understand it. Now, when I look at social media or I turn on the news, now I understand how it happened. What happened was that there was a sustained campaign to vilify a group of people so that they were dehumanized. And I know people listen and say, well, you know, yes, the other side definitely does that, but I wouldn't be so sure. Like maybe our side does it as well, you know? It's, it's very easy to say, oh, these, these, the others, they're the ones that do that. You know, we're in great danger from them, but maybe they're also in great danger from us because people that don't give a shit about us are, are reporting on stories and, and lying sometimes very often about what's really going on. And we begin to see these other people as less than human and why wouldn't you kill them? Because we've been told that they're awful. So I find these kinds of stories where, where a soldier, a German soldier from World War I, talks about the recognition that he was fighting somebody kind of just like him, you know, a, another boy, um, a profound recognition. And I, and, I, and I want so much for us to fast forward right now to where all of this is going, to fast forward to a conversation like this and think, holy shit, what if I look back and I realize that the people I was told to hate should not have been hated, were not worthy of being hated. Somebody was triangulating us against each other. And I think it's really, really important to try to get that higher perspective and recognize maybe we are part of a game and we need to start seeing the humanity in each other. So I've been obsessing about this. You know, I've been obsessing about this video, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world and all these wars that are currently happening, these wars that look like they will be happening. You know, all these powerful people making really shitty fucking decisions that are bringing us to the brink of nuclear war. Uh, we have to stop respecting them. We truly have to stop respecting people making insane decisions. So... That has been consuming me for quite a while now. Um, 
Before I finish, those of you that do not know, I do have a, a Patreon account. If you'd like to subscribe, please go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Vicente. I would really appreciate your support for all the things that I'm doing. And I would really love to hear your thoughts on my thoughts in this episode. So wherever you listen to or, or watch this, you know, if it's on YouTube, you know, give me comments there. Um, if it's on any of the uh, podcast platforms, the best way to, to, to comment um, is on Instagram. That's where I get most of my messages. I spend most of my time on there. But I'd love to hear your thoughts about um, triangulation, I guess, about this very topic that's going on right now in this insane time in the world. So thank you for listening. And as always, stay curious. Thank you.